From activism to entertainment, health to nightlife, profiles and courage to travel, and so much more. This is the Jeff Hawker Show, LGBTQ news and lifestyle conversation for the Coachella Valley region. Here's Jeff Hawker. Welcome to the show today. So glad you're with us. And boy, yeah, it really has been hot lately. It's almost like summer is here. We've got two great events coming up. Bloom in the Desert is presenting their 12th annual Spring Fling. That's called Blooming Together. That'll be happening Friday, March 5th at 6.30 p.m. That's an all-virtual event. It is free of charge, and they are honoring the amazing and fabulous Keisha D with the 7th Annual Community Justice Award. To register and to donate, if you would like, go to bloominthedesert.org. And then coming up is the LGBT Community Center of the Desert's uh, virtual red dress party this year. Uh, it'll be taking place the weekend of March 20th and 21st. For more information, you can go to the centercv.org. And to tell us all about all the programs that are happening at the center. We have with us today Candace Nichols. She is the director of program programs at the center. How you doing today, Candace? I'm doing great. Great, Jeff. How are you doing? Good. Have you been enjoying this wonderful weather and hanging out by the pool? Well, not hanging out by the pool because I virtually work from home now, so that's not at the pool. Um, <laughs> but yes, I've been definitely. Um, able to take breaks, take the dog for a walk in this great weather. I mean, it's just been kind of amazing. Um, and I actually had lunch at an outdoor restaurant today for a meeting, and that was like a first in I don't know how long. So that felt really good. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? I actually met with uh, the the new director of sales and marketing for Margaritaville, which was the old Riviera Resort. We ate out by the pool today, and it was wonderful. It's just it's just nice yeah. to to have that feeling again to to have some normalcy in our lives. Yes, let's hope that ha- starts happening more and more. I, it, it seems to me that there's a lot more traffic in town, so I think I think it's coming back little by little. You know, yeah, we we've had the pleasure of working on quite a few events together with the center, and I always love having people on the show because I learn things about people that I didn't know before. And you're a native of Las Vegas, Nevada, born and raised. Yeah, sixty oh sixty years I was there. Yeah, wow. And it's not too many. You don't hear too many people actually being born and raised in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's usually a place where people go to work. Yeah, but, you know, we have one of the largest uh, school districts in the nation, Clark County School District. So, you know, it's so funny living there. People always say, do you live in a hotel? And I would always say, did you fly in and see the rest of the city? (laughs) Yeah, it's massive now. (laughs) But, you know, people who visit are just on the strip, you know, that's pretty much it. So they don't see a lot of of the uh, just the day-to-day activities that go on, but we're lives a rather large city, but I love moving here six years ago. Let me just say that. It was the best move. Well, and you landed in a great place at the center, and you're well qualified. You were the executive director for the Gay and Lesbian Community Center of Southern Nevada, also called yeah. The Center, uh, from 2004 sure. to 2013. How did that sort of set the course for you coming to Palm Springs and getting the position that you're in now? 
Well, you know, I've been in nonprofits for over 30 years altogether. Um, I was also at um, our largest aid service organization during the height of the epidemic. So all that kind of, I think, was in preparation for what I call my retirement job here in Palm Springs, which is, you know, having the knowledge and the background there to to help. Um, At the time, six years ago, um, the center get on its feet and so it was kind of um, a perfect scenario for me to uh, leave that position in Las Vegas and move here and uh, and bring that expertise to you know what was needed there here in in the center yeah well and and I have to say hats off to you and all the women that supported the gay community through the AIDS epidemic, if it wasn't for our female friends, you know, I don't think the men would have made it through, you know, with all your support and, you know, working through all the different agencies and, and, you know, really spearheading programs to, to, to get the gay men through, you know, women were affected by AIDS too in a variety of different ways, but, you know, it hit the men, the male community even harder. And, and you guys were there to support us. And we were doing that innovative kind of stuff back then, like testing people, pulling blood in bars uh, to make sure that we got those those tests done. So it was it was an exciting time, I have to say. And that all kind of laid the groundwork for um, what I love about just programming and and services that we can offer the community, which is here what I'm ta- to talk about. Yeah, all so these great programs that we have. So you came in when the center. Um, was still over at the Sun Center and then made the transition mm-hmm. over to the new building on North Palm Canyon. Yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, uh, kind of patched together um, up there by the Beauty College. It's so funny how centers, you know, because in Las Vegas, I was nestled between two sex clubs uh, before we, <laughs> we did our capital campaign. And here we were, you know, next to the beauty school and above a smoke shop. So, so the origins... Of, of centers are always pretty interesting when they're in their infancy um, and, and where they, you know, then soar um, into, uh, you know, growth and becoming um, just the center of um, the LGBT community. And that's what pretty much happened over the last six years. And I'm really proud of it. Yeah. And you're in a beautiful new building. Uh, what's the address there? Uh, 1301 North Palm Canyon. And their yeah. website is uh, thecenterps.org. Now, no, t- we changed that. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Okay. Thecenterpv.org. So we've officially changed our name um, and our, our website because we no longer just serve, you know, Palm Springs area. It's Coachella Valley. So, R- right. Uh, you ha- so you have your website. new annex over in, in the uh-huh. east side of the valley, too, serving. Yeah you know, the underserved over in, and vulnerable people over in that side of the valley yeah. as well. So so yeah. tell us about some of your great programs. You know, you you have spearheaded so many different programs, and you're, you know, I consider one of the leaders in the community. So give us an idea of some of the programs, you know, maybe that you created, but also some of the great programs overall for the center. Well, I think it's just really interesting, too, to talk about how we have switched our programming, um, you know, from um, all-in-person programming now to basically virtual programming. And as we start coming back 
into uh, buildings again. You know, what it's done is really expand our programming to a place where we never kind of even visualized it being, uh, where we are putting in a second set of monitors in all of our rooms so that we have two monitors in each room. So Zoom programming will continue along with in-person classes and programming. Uh, so we've just expanded our reach. You know, we have people from, you know, all parts of the country now zooming in on a, a lot of these groups. So it's been an interesting kind of um, a thing that happened that we weren't expecting with all these programs. And so it's really expanded our programs. We have some new ones that we've just um, started in the last couple of weeks, which um, are, are pretty innovative. Uh, we have a queer spirituality discussion group that happens the first and third Mondays um, of the week, which is something that we hadn't had before. Um, and it's really been uh, quite successful, uh, a meditation and intuition development group. So we've got some really fun things going on besides our, you know, 50 plus fit and, and other groups like that and the knitting. We have 24-7 knitting. Like you can get on 24-7 and to our knitting site. And there might be people there, there might not, but I don't know how knitting works. I'm not one of those knitters. But I think they like to knit with people, and so that's always available. Well, yeah, and it's one of those things that's very cathartic, too. So it's it's calming for a lot of people. Yeah, and we can't forget about our community food bank um, at the center, one of our largest programs um, in, in our department that really has been transformed uh, during this uh, pandemic also from a client choice kind of shopping experience to now in-car, trunks open, um, different situation. But we've seen an increase of over 32% um, in people accessing our food bank um, over this last year. Um, and so we can never forget that, you know, before the pandemic, one in six people in our valley were um, food insecure, and that has risen by 32%. So, yeah. you know, we, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's mind-boggling that in this country. It, it really is. It really is. <laughs> well, we have to it say really a, bi a, a big thank you for all the different uh, companies and different individuals that donate to the food bank, as well as all of your great mm -hmm. volunteers. I mean, you guys have a steady stream of volunteers that help out every Thursday for that food bank. Yeah, we do. And I have to say the support during this pandemic from our food bank has been overwhelming, both in food and, and financially, how we've been supported. Uh, because, you know, even Fide Food Bank was having a bit of a problem sourcing food there for a while. And we would have to buy some of our protein retail to make sure that people did have the protein that they needed to go along with the other groceries. So it's, it's been definitely a learning experience, but, um, our community is definitely a community of, of uh, philanthropists who are willing to come forward and um, give the support um, that's re really needed. And so we're, we're very grateful for that. Um, but, you know, we've had to switch our programming too, all those virtual programs. So you're talking upwards of 25 programs that little by little over this last year 
uh, were turned into virtual programs. And so with that is a lot of, of new innovation and new facilitators coming forward um, to assist us in this pro- in getting the programming through, which our facilitators are volunteers. You know, they're peer facilitated, a lot of these groups. And it's just been amazing the amount of people coming forward uh, to make sure that we're providing uh, the programming that's needed within our community. Well, and you did such a great job along with the rest of your team for the info a go go that you just did. You know, the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus was asked as one of your organizations to be part of it. And you had this great concept of, you know, you're in the general room where everybody's getting information, but then you do breakout sessions where people can do one-on-one conversations where you can really drill down and get more information about an organization. Yeah, you know, it was quite a successful event, and we didn't want that to lose the momentum of our community coming together and finding out. If you don't know what InfoGoGo is about, it's everything LGBT that you can be involved in in the Valley. And when we come back from that break, I'll finish that thought. How's that? <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> the website is thecentercv.org. We are talking with Candace Nichols. She is the Director of Programs at The Center, the LGBT Community Center of the Desert. And when we come back, we'll learn about all the other programs that are on the forefront of everything they do at The Center and what's next for The Center. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on iHub Radio. Now, here's Jeff. We're in conversation with Candace Nichols. She is the Director of Programs at the Center. And, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention also your Facebook page. Um, you go to LGBTQ Community Center of the Desert, you guys post a lot of your programs and how to sign up. There's direct links to a lot of your programs. Mm-hmm. Yes, as well as as well as well on the website, you can go. Um, and there's, you know, categories. We have six categories, and you can just pop any one of them and see what we have to offer. I just wanted to mention, too, you know, we um, have always had a health and wellness series with Eisenhower, And even through this pandemic, that has continued. In fact, tonight we have diabetes. Um, It's a word, not a sentence, um, coming up. And so we have two of those programs uh, that happen every month, and they've been really well attended also. So we've done just some changes, um, but still offering all of the same things uh, that we always have. We've just been able to bring back some of our uh, fitness classes, um, and so you can go on and do 50 plus fit just like you used to. Um, and so we really pretty much just changed a lot of the programming that we could to the virtual. Our men's chat group, our women's chat group, they're all still there. Um, so our, our website is just a plethora of information. I love that word too, plethora. <laughs> just a plethora of information 
um, on the different programmings, you know, that that we're still offering and will continue to offer. Well, I like that when you go on the website, you can also, if you've got an idea for a program, you could submit it. Right. And that's, you know, um, that's something that was developed a couple of years ago, you know, because everyone has a great idea of, of what program you know, the community might like and that kind of thing. And it's just easiest to say, here's an application, fill it out. And then we have a committee that makes those decisions on uh, which ones that we go forward with. And, and it's great too, because most applicants, even if they, if it's one that we don't think fits us, we try to direct those folks into somewhere where we think that that program would fit in the community. Um, if it doesn't fit with us. So it is a great way to get those ideas, um, you know, to us and that we can consider them for programming. So we do offer that to the community that if you have a great idea, um, you know, another one that's just really new is the comedy workshop that we've got going that's going to culminate in a live comedy show with those participants um, just in a couple weeks here. So that was something we had never done before, um, you know, a comedy workshop, how to do stand-up comedy. But it's been quite successful, and we're really excited to see um, our participants put on a live comedy show, stand-up comedy show for us in a couple weeks. Do you have a date yet for the when the show oh, is? you know, I do. And I'm sitting here with the website in front of me thinking, okay, uh, when is that happening? But I think it's happening in two weeks on a Saturday. So two Saturdays from now, I believe, okay. is when it's happening. And I will try to make sure that that's on our website. But you can always check our website for that. And our newsletter is the best way, actually, to find out what's going on. We don't use that newsletter uh, for any other stuff. If you just get our newsletter once a week, you can go to our website and just click um, that you want to be a part of it and that gives you um, you know every week an update on what's coming up that week and what's going on so that's a really good way to know what's happening um, in the community every week one of the ones that caught my attention was healing circles which I guess is launching next week it's a free 10-week group that you have to register for Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that Well, actually, I cannot, only because that is put on by our behavioral health department, Dr. Jill Hingston. So that's part of behavioral health. Um, And they also, uh, as far as programming, have a bereavement group that they do. Um, So they have several different... Which is important uh, right now. Right. It's coming just out of behavioral health. So I'm sorry, I can't tell you more about that, but there is uh, more information on the website. We always have a See More page that gives you a lot more information um, on the the programs. And almost all of our programs we want you to register for uh, now, and then you'll receive the link. So um, with that program, what I do know is that when it it is limited and you have to be there for the um, duration of the program, so it's a therapeutic group. Yeah, it's not so like I, you can't just I've drop never, in from week to week. You got to yeah. sign up for the whole time. No, and that's because it's through behavioral health. The programs I do are usually peer led um, or facilitated by you know someone that has that expertise mm-hmm. or one of us. So it's it's yeah. um, a little bit different because it's none of my groups 
are a therapeutic group. Like men's chat is not a therapeutic group. So if right. you're looking for men's therapy, that's not the group for you. But if you're looking to make some connections and um, chat and help you with your loneliness and your isolation, then, then join on. So many incredible programs. We'll have you on again, and we'll talk about everything that's happening at the center, the LGBTQ Community Center of the Desert. The website is thecentercv.org. Uh, that's thecentercv.org. And also make sure you go to their Facebook page, the LGBT Community Center of the Desert. Thank you so much, Candice, for coming on the show today. Well, thanks so much, Jeff, for having me. And you have a great day, all right? And I look forward to seeing you in person soon. Oh, I want hugs. I want hugs. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Coming up next is Ron Salona from Coachella Valley Repertory. Live from Palm Springs, the Desert City's A to Z on LGBTQ. This is the Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Coming to our microphone or via phone, as we should say, is Ron Salona. He is the founding artistic director for Coachella Valley Repertory, also known as CV Rep. And Ron is amazing. You've got a lot of experience. You've produced, directed, and choreographed over 70 productions, and probably even a little more than that as well, wouldn't you say? Which basically just tells you one thing. I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) And you need a nap, right? (laughs) But but you're, you're an actor, you're a dancer, you're a singer, which primes you perfect for your role in... You're the founding director at CV Rep because the productions run the gamut. Oh, well, thank you. Um, Yes, it definitely was the foreground of my career. And uh, I guess I started directing about 25, 30 years ago. And that sort of, it was just a progression from, you know, dancer to actor, singer to to directing and then artistic directing producing is either in you or it isn't and it's been in me since i was a child doing cinderella in my garage and charging 25 cents a seat for the neighborhood kids good for you (laughs) an entrepreneur very early age so i knew i was a producer at heart so that's where that all came from were your was your family supportive of you doing those productions at early age you know what? I don't even, yes, in the sense that the, it, 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 they never stopped me. But actually, I don't know that um, I ever asked permission to do anything <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I was pretty much an independent child at a very young age and, and pretty uh, headstrong of doing whatever he wanted to do. What you have to allow, I'm from L.A., and when I was, I don't know, five or six years old, we lived in Torrance, and there was a restaurant called the Red Onion. And in the bar, they had a lounge with a little stage, and my parents used to get a kick on telling me to go up to the stage and sing Tiny Bubbles. (laughs) That was sort of my introduction to singing. And? <laughs> well, you know, now I sing in the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus. So, 
Oh, so there it is. It there, was fun. There it is. So, uh, and and we should say, you know, uh, you've done a stellar job of taking Coachella Valley Rep to a new location, creating an entirely new space, and mm-hmm. building out some of the adjacent areas in that building. So give us an idea of the okay. depth of what Coachella Valley Rep is. Sure. Well, we're about 13 years old, which is relatively an early uh, life of a theater to get the kind of growth that we have achieved. Um, we we started in a storefront like many theater companies do, in a garage or a storefront. And so this was a little storefront in a mall. And um, and each year we built our following by two to 300 people each year. And so we knew by sort of year eight that we were going to grow out of our little storefront theater and that we better start a looking for a larger space and when doing that there really wasn't anything in the Coachella Valley so we decided we should sort of look at property we learned quickly that it would be cost be too cost effective to build from the ground up so we started looking for converted spaces and one of those spaces was our new home, which is the old IMAX movie theater in Cathedral City. It was basically empty except for a couple of shows on the weekend. And the, the, the real ticket here is the city owned the building. So it was much easier to work with the city and create some type of an arrangement in which we could have a long-term mortgage and, and the finances and, and all of that for the building. And so that's really how that came to be. And the genius of a few of my board members that that negotiated the whole arrangement. And then the trick was building it, making a movie theater into a playhouse. That was a multi-million dollar project. Yeah, and you literally had to build from the ground up because you had to retrofit underneath the stage. Right. We basically gutted the, the front half of that whole theater down to the subfloor of the building and then started from there and built. The first thing built were the walls of what would be the dressing room and the green room and then sort of support all of that to to above it to build a stage that would then hold a huge um um structure that goes around the top of the stage it's like a building within a building a truss system if you will that supports all of the fly system that's the motors that 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 operate the curtains the lights uh set pieces so it was it was a huge huge uh construction job that was designed uh by a los angeles stage designer well and as a dancer you had a vision of what you wanted that stage to be i wanted it to be able to serve everything not only just theater it should be a because you know i'm going to be here how many years before i'm gone and and cv rep you know we hope that it'll live forever but you know who knows that so i wanted the the valley to have a performing arts center that can support any kind of arts so the stage is actually a state-of-the-art dance floor 
so that it could actually hold a full ballet company or any type of dance. And that served great for our musicals that incorporated dance so that the dancers really had the proper floor to dance on and save their knees, which is the biggest problem with a, a lot of stages. Um, and then the, the concept here is the house is fairly small with 208 seats, but the stage is the size of a Broadway stage. It's, it's massive. And we could bring in the proscenium as small as we need for intimate theater or as wide as we need for a, a, big, a big musical or, or something like that. Yeah, when the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus had performed there, I mean, we had, I think, maybe 60 guys on stage, and there was plenty of room to spare. Oh, yeah. And so you, you could have Definitely. a full symphony orchestra on there, couldn't you? You could. Mm-hmm. It's deep enough and wide enough. And, because and, the, and, the back there, there's like sort of a mid-sized curtain that can open, and then the scrim in the back could actually come up, and you could actually go to the back wall if you had to. Yeah, and now you have uh, your dressing rooms are downstairs. Where where do mm-hmm. you store everything now? Because at the old venue, you did have storage areas. So we, it's a combination of two things. The front of the dressing room uh, well, let me say the front half of the stage, if you will, it is is all underneath the stage is all storage for furniture. And the back half of the stage would be where the dressing rooms and the green room would be underneath the stage. So we have all that furniture there. Then we have a warehouse, three warehouses off of Perez Road. One of them is our scene shop to build all the sets. Another one stores all the sets. And the and the third one has uh, extended furniture and supplies and things. Yeah, we're talking with Ron Salona. He is the founding artistic director for Coachella Valley Rep. One of the thing, and let me give the website too. It's cvrep.org. You can find out everything that's going on with CV Rep. Now, just like every other performing arts organization, you guys have had to transition into online programming. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and then what you see for the future. Yeah, it's been, it was of course a devastating blow for the performing arts all over the country and no difference than for us. So starting in April of last year, we started doing um, virtual programming every Thursday night at seven o'clock PM. It's, it's uh, basically a one hour and sometimes that goes over depending on the show. Um, virtual performing arts of all kinds. So to give you an example, tomorrow night, uh, well, I don't know when your show airs, but... Uh, we are um, live, Ron. <laughs> oh, good. But we, oh, will good. Have, we will have additional um, airings on the weekend. So, okay. Um, well, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Talk live, about it. Because if, it, <laughs> if it's reoccurring, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Is uh, going to be a stage reading of a play called The Revolutionist by Lauren Gunderson. And uh, basically, uh, it's when you meet four former queen uh, Marie Antoinette, assassin uh, Charlotte Carday, playwright and feminist uh, Al Almeid uh, Olymp. Dick Gaw and Caribbean spy Marianne Angele. Literally anything can happen, especially Big Laughs. This comedic quartet is about four very real women who lived boldly in France during the French Revolution's reign of terror. 
and it's a it's a fun play, and I think everybody will enjoy it. The uh, following Thursday night and March fourth, we're doing a marvelous monologue evening, which is going to be eight uh, seasoned actors who are going to each do a monologue from very different material, um, and that's going to be a wonderful night. The week after that, an evening of cabaret with cabaret artist Julie Garnier. Many people might know her from the Broadway hit Come From Away. And she also starred in Frozen at live at the Hyperion Theater in Disneyland. Um, she will be doing her cabaret act at 7 on March 11th. That is sponsored, by the way, by the Roost Lounge. We're grateful for them. They're sponsoring all of our cabarets, a wonderful gay bar here in Cathedral City. Yes. And we have, uh, the week after that, March 18th, is our musical theater maven, Glenn Rosenblum, who does lectures on musical theater. This will be Broadway showstoppers. So that's always fun. We get about, oh, my God, 150 people to that every time he's on. Um, and well, well, we should tell everybody yeah. it, it, the, you register for these programs. Are they free? And I'm sure there's opportunities to donate. It, they are free of charge because we want definitely to reach out into the community during these difficult times. So the way they register is on our website at cvrep.org. Now, afterwards, they'll get a thank you email, and on there, there's a donation button. And as I say to them at each show, no donation is too small. I mean, whatever anybody can. We Sometimes somebody might just donate $10, and then somebody else might donate 100 It's really up to what their ability is and, and what they're capable of doing. Well, and people but, see the value. You, you have ongoing, terrific program. You always have have had the best of the best entertainers, you know, actors, dancers, whatever. And people, you know, see what you're doing and they want to support it more long term. So, hey, if they're only giving $10 every performance, that really adds up. And when you have 200 people doing that, you know, it really makes a difference. You know, it's funny that you say that in terms of that with each show. We started a program a few months ago called The Drama Club. And it's where somebody could donate something every month so that they're a sustaining member of support. And that has made a big difference for CV Rep's monthly bills at a time when it's so difficult to pay our bills. Exactly. We're talking with Ron Salona. He's the founding artistic director for Coachella Valley Repertory. Their website is cvrep.org. When we come back, we'll find out more about future programming and what's next for CV Rep. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on iHub Radio. Now, here's Jeff. We are talking with Ron Salona, who is the founding artistic director for Coachella Valley Rep, CV Rep. What does that mean, founding artistic director? I mean, you, you have a much bigger role than just artistic director there. 
Well, I'm a producing director, uh, is, and sometimes that title is in it. But because I was the founder and created CV Rep out of a, a dream, uh, that's why founder is there, because eventually there'll be other artistic directors to run the company. But, um, but usually when the first person that starts a company, they're given that title. That's sort of where that comes from. Now, on the property also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you have a conservatory where... We do. We have a school, which unfortunately took a real beating with the clothes. I mean, you yeah. know, no students allowed in person. That was really hard. We tr- we do some virtual classes, but even those are difficult to, to build a class on. Right now we have a children's class starting on Saturday for teenagers, and we have an adult acting class forming. So if anybody's interested in adult acting classes, definitely call CV Rep and, and sign up. Uh, a wonderful teacher named Kevin McMahon, a Broadway actor, is teaching that acting class. Give, it, but, give us your oh, phone number. I'm hoping that once we open, oh, 760-296-2966. And uh, I would sign up with Tracy Essex, our executive director. Uh, extension 114. Um, but it'll take time to build the conservatory again once we actually open our doors. Uh, whereas the theater, people are just, we get calls every day, when are we opening? And that, our goal is November uh, to open, the, to open the, se- the season of new plays. Um, like any other season that we do, I think by November we will legally be uh, able to be inside the playhouse, even if it's at only a certain percentage. Um, until then, virtual programming until August, and if possible, if the if the county and state health department allow us, we will do outdoor programming um before the summer in the amphitheater across the street from the playhouse the city of cathedral city built a beautiful amphitheater and we have a partnership with them to do some programming which includes a weekend of shakespeare shakespeare in the park right here in the coachella valley how great would that be (laughs) and you know kudos to chris parman who does all the marketing and pr for the city of cathedral city you know he's He's amazing he, he is totally amazing he he always is Johnny on the spot and tries to help everybody as much as he can. Um, so when when do you think, is there a time frame of when you think you might be able to do things in the amphitheater? We're, we're shooting for May. I mean, if they'll let us earlier, I'll put in some programming in April. But mm, my guess is, and so, and Chris and I both are uh, sort of agreeing with the idea that the, the, the health department will probably open stuff up in by may so well you know it's really just a waiting game let's find out when we can do it you know well people always say how are you doing today and i say one day at a time because it changes every day that's the truth oh that is so true (laughs) you know how do you in in these day and age how do you run a business you know how do you forecast very hard because you know forecasting is the big thing now with every performing arts organizations, you guys would love to have more donors, more sponsors. Um, who do they contact at CV Rep? That would also be Tracy Essex uh, at 760-296-2966, extension 114. Um, but basically, the sponsorships that we're getting right now, other than the Drama Club, 
are for our monthly virtual programming. So people are either sponsoring individually, but we have a lot of businesses like The Roost. We have Whittier Trust is sponsoring all of our virtual stage reading plays. Um, So businesses can sponsor us as well as individuals for that. And, um, And look, the truth is, theater can't exist, this building can't exist without a community that cares. And we want to be there for you when we all can gather together again. Well, and I tell you, you guys were brilliant to pick that location. You've got a huge parking structure across the street. It's a beautiful foyer that you walk into. And there's entrances on both sides of the building, so you can you can manage it in different ways. And I have an exciting news coming to CV Rep's building. If you remember, there was a restaurant next door called Bonta. Yep. Well, they they went out when COVID hit, and it's been empty, and that, of course, means that we're losing rent from that tenant because we own the whole building. Well, we have a a tenant, a, a potential restaurant that's we're pretty much at the finish line to bring in a restaurant here from Orange County for a very young happening kind of restaurant. They're going to invest in completely converting the space and uh, we'll have a really hot restaurant right there on our premises. Perfect. Cause after a production, you can go right next door. I mean, you, you guys have a liquor license for your venue, right? We have a wine and beer license, but they'll have a full bar license and it'll be an indoor outdoor kind of restaurant. So people can even have a drink before the show there if they wanted to and and a bite to eat or they can go after the show one of the things that they this restaurant here is excited about is they've picked our location because they want to be part of the theater they want uh to help you know make it uh, synergistic right and um, and, and become and a exciting. destination people will want to you know go there for their whole evening yeah it'll be fun yeah, Absolutely. and who knows, you could potentially do programming around that if they did like a Sunday brunch, you do matinees mm-hmm. that, you know, cater to what they're doing as well. Well, that's that's I, fantastic I, I totally news. agree, but, and I also want to see who ends up coming to the restaurant, because let's just say they get a very, uh, a large, uh, 30 years old, 40 year olds, a younger demographic than we normally get, then I'll create some programming in the theater that meets the needs of that of that age group more so, so that even if it's a once a week kind of Monday night when we're dark, there's some kind of a of a younger something whatever it really attracts them. Whether it's a band, whether it's because um, again, I, I see CV Rep as not just being a playoff but a performing arts center. And it is beautiful. And congratulations on the success there. And great having you on the show today, Ron. Jeff, I really appreciate your support, and I'm glad to reach out to the community. The website, again, is cvrep.org. And let me tell you, they have everything you need to know on their website. Coming up next is the John McMullen Show. Of course, that's Monday through Friday from 4 to 6. What's next on the show, John? talk about uh, the important role that some African Americans played in our history and this community with Brian Blue Sky from the Desert Sun. 
Fantastic. Great partnership with the Desert Sun. If you want to find out about all the programming on the iHub network, go to iHubRadio.com. And you've been listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio.